Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We are on episode five and today we are joined with the lovely Sabine, who is one of our Chatty Cats Care clients for her lovely cat Luna, who we will speak about a little bit more later. And she's also the owner of Cali Swing, which is a salsa school based in London. And it's been open since 2009. And they are a team of passionate dancers who teach salsa the Latin way. So first of all, thank you and welcome on the show, Sabine. It's lovely to have you. Hi, Michelle. How Hello. Are you doing? Good, thank you. So would you like to tell um, our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Okay, so I'm Sabine. I'm the um, mom of I'm the mom of Luna. She's a really cute uh, cat, uh, Siberian cat, uh, who's now almost two years old. And uh, I also on the side I uh, do salsa classes. So the dance classes have been really tough lately with the whole coronavirus thing, but we've managed to do them online and it's been real fun. So it's been really nice to keep seeing your students online and have a, you know, interaction with people during this time. That's good. Yeah. And I think it's really important, especially during our current situation, that there are services on offer such as Cali Swing, something that, you know, people can enjoy and feel lifted in their spirit. And yeah, I think it's definitely a good a good tool for improving our mental health and well-being. Absolutely. It's been really interesting for us because uh, we are usually only doing classes in person and our classes are based in London Bridge yeah. in London. And so we are central. And um, we've seen a lot of new students coming to our online classes from, uh, you know, different parts of the UK, from Bristol, from Cambridge, from Oxford. Yeah. It's been really nice to actually see that we've got followers outside of London and who couldn't on a normal day would have come to class because they were too far. But with the online, it's brought us together. We've also got students from Poland, from Italy, uh, Spain, Belgium, France, and other, you know, Austria, and even from Canada, actually, we had a student last wow. week. So it's been really fun to be connecting all these people through the same uh, passion of uh, dance. Yeah, I can imagine. It's kind of like opening this whole new world of, of salsa dancing, like a way you never knew before. And it's amazing that so many people from so many different places around the world can join as well. So yeah, that must be really different, but also really inspiring um, for you as well, that, that people are joining from different parts of the world. So yeah, could you tell us a little bit more about Cali Swing then and, and um, what inspired you to create it, how it all started? So Cali Swing um, is uh, a name uh, 
we basically it's Saulo and myself we are the two um main persons organizing salsa events yeah. so we've got a lot of different uh options we've got classes for kids classes for adults uh performing um performing teams for people who want to go on stage and take it a notch further we've also got uh, a lot of different other projects so for example animations for you know uh, parties mm-hmm. and uh, all sorts of different activities and it's quite a good and fun you know thing to be in entertainment uh, because you always make people happy you can see people smiling and now with COVID for example we've seen that a lot of our uh, students have told us that you know they, they were super grateful because uh, that would be the one thing positive in their weeks would be to come to our classes so I think it's been great and regarding Kelly Swing we've been doing salsa classes for more than 10 years in London and we focus on Colombian salsa and it's quite fun because then Dancing with someone uh, is a lot more interesting than dancing by yourself uh, because you've you've got, you know, connection with your dance partner and it's always good fun. Yeah, no, that sounds really fun. And like I've said to you, I can't wait to join. My partner and I, Ridge, are really excited about when the lockdown eases and when you can do uh, your classes in person again, because we would love to come. Unfortunately, as I've said, there's not much space in my house at the moment, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that as well. Otherwise, we would absolutely love to join the online class. Um, But we're super excited to to come and, and do a class with you guys that's a shame you know that you haven't been able to to, you know to do it because we've got some students also uh regular students from before covid that could not join us because of space Mm. and or some sometimes also because of flooring they've got carpet in the room yeah carpet but i think uh, for the students that did make it and are still making it we've reduced the schedule a little bit now because it's summer and people want to be out and about but Mm. we still do some classes online but i think um for those people i think what they've uh, appreciated is to do a bit of fitness and also uh you know see some friendly faces because we're doing the classes on zoom so you always get to see the people if you want to connect to the camera and also it's been good fun uh from the from the perspective of you know having a team of people to chat with and so you know to not be isolated by yourself for example for the people who live alone Absolutely. And I think it's great because it's like an alternative style of fitness in a way, because, you know, we see the yoga classes, we see like Joe Wicks, for example, um, doing his uh, YouTube fitness classes. But I think this is just like a fun alternative that that people can do, have fun. And you can, like you said, you can also socialize and meet people as well, which is definitely needed right now um, for a lot of people who are feeling isolated or lonely or can't connect with family and friends for for health reasons so yeah it's it's amazing what you're doing on sunday a few days ago we had our first uh, get together in the park so we okay. met other park in uh, near Bermondsey station mm-hmm. and it was really nice because some of the students uh, were students that we met online not uh, regular students from before mm-hmm. COVID so it was our first time meeting in person and so we created a bond online and then we Aww. ended up uh, in person so that was really nice and yeah. uh, um with regards to classes after covid or maybe not after covid but maybe you know after when things kind of slow down slowly 
go back to normal mm. we'll still carry on some online classes because we've found out that we've had loads of uh, students connecting from loads of different parts and I think it would be nice if we can try to keep a schedule and some kind of regularity in how we can invite all the students that would be amazing and also because we've not only got teachers sorry students from parts other parts of the world but we've also got teachers that have been teaching for us from other parts of the world oh, so that's wow We've had a lot of teachers uh, teaching from Colombia directly. Amazing. We've tried to take advantage as much as we could of COVID. Obviously, it's been a massive, you know, massive impact. It's had a massive Mm -hmm. impact on us and it's been really difficult. But uh, I think we try to make, you know, to make good for it and uh, to to, uh, do what we could to um, get the best of the situation. Uh, absolutely. I mean, of course, it, it's devastating. And, and for people who have, you know, lost their lives or, or lost people, it's, it's very, you know, heartbreaking and heart wrenching. But on the flip side, um, being able to create something like this is probably great for you and, and for so many people as well. And you can outreach to so many different people now, which I guess you may not have been doing before. I think it's been great. No, I mean, yeah. you- Blessing, I, I guess, is maybe, um, I mean, every person sees it differently. So this is a good thing about dancing is everyone gets something different out of it. Yeah. So some people, it has been a blessing. It's helped them really a lot. And for others, it was just some, you know, entertainment to, to, to go alongside other type of dance classes. A lot of my students not just uh, take classes with us, but with different teachers and they like to uh, keep busy. A lot of people, especially in the first few mm-hmm. weeks of yeah we're really struggling with coming to terms you know with being locked at home most of them were really active people they like to be out and about so I think at first it was really uh, dreadful and then people settled in they got used to it so all the um, the regular started to you know some of them started having other activities and we kind of saw the numbers of online classes go down a lot which is also why we we are trying to resume classes in the park now so it's quite fun because if you go back uh, if you go to, you know, um, uh, online media at the moment, there's a lot of things happening in the world. What are people doing with COVID? And mm-hmm. a lot of places closed, I mean, everywhere closed during some some time. And now some countries in Europe have already reopened uh, dance parties where people can dance with each other, which is obviously something that we're not allowed to do in the UK because you've got a direct contact, which is uh, prohibited uh, if you, for more than six people, well, even for less than six people, but you're supposed to social distance yourself from mm. other people. So I think it's interesting to see different parts of the world readjusting differently to COVID. But uh, I mean, even on Sunday, we tried partner work with string. So the two, the, every couple was dancing, holding a string. Ah. So apart from each other, but it was quite fun. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to ask how that worked. But yeah, that sounds amazing. I can kind of visualize it in my head. Um, yeah. Sort of like balance work as well. I, I've done some dance in the past. So I think, yeah, I remember using string a lot um, with my partner to kind of t- counterbalance. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, exactly what we did. And I think that was really good fun because I think what people need right now is not complicated footwork because they did that online at home uh, from their living room. That what they want is, you know, to see people, to to have a laugh and to just, uh, uh, you know, enjoy themselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we've already kind of touched on it, but do you think dance can contribute to a person's well-being? And if so, how? 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, for every person sees something different in it. Like I said, so some people see it as a way to see people, meet people, other people just want to get the fitness out of it. Um, if you ask a person why they are in a dance class, everyone will come up with a different answer. Mm-hmm. For me, my answer was I love the music and I just wanted to learn how to dance. And, you know, so I saw it uh, as a challenge to, to know how to move my body when I would hear salsa music. But most people, they just do it as a social experiment, something to meet new people. If you ask the boys, usually the answer is to meet the ladies. And- <laughs> Salsa is mainly dominated by women. I would say 20, uh, sorry, two thirds of uh, dancers are women. Okay. So the guys, guys, if you're trying to, if you're looking for a new hobby, this is the <laughs> for you. Absolutely. No, definitely. I'd recommend it. It's just a great way to meet people in general, I think. Um, and it's just a fantastic hobby. So yeah, we're really looking forward to, to starting that. And hopefully Ridge will, you know, improve with his dance technique. And um, you never know, maybe for our wedding day, we might do a little salsa routine. Who knows? Um <laughs> That would be fun. Um, So you already kind of touched on it as well, just briefly then. You said that it's about the the music and moving your body. But what is it about salsa that you love so much and why do you prefer it over other dance styles? So, um, yeah, I did mention earlier that I really like partner work. So it's really Mm. fun to dance one um it keeps it more interesting and usually with salsa you you change partners after every dance so it's not um i mean you know uh, most of the times it's very good atmosphere it's very chilled the people are just there to be friendly with each other so um the people that you meet you will see them again in the future so it's a very friendly community and um and yeah, people are always welcoming. We've got beginners all the time. People are really friendly with them. Uh, I would say that during COVID, uh, we've been running a lot of beginner courses. We've, I think, okay. done already four courses since the beginning of COVID. And I think every time we've done one, we've we've had new new joiners. So it's been, you know, something that I, ne- I never thought that people would want to take up a new hobby during COVID. I thought that pe- people probably would want to, you know, to 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 do what they usually do and try to keep the normal activities, but. It's been really fun to meet new people also um, through the process. And to go back to, um, you know, why uh, most people do it. I think it's something that uh, stops the time on your watch. And when you go dancing or when you listen to music or when you do these kind of activities, you really concentrate on what you're doing and you forget about your outside problems. So I think it's a nice moment to enjoy by yourself or with friends and just, you know, reconnect. That's so true. And there's that old saying, time flies when you're having fun. I bet some people don't even realise that like an hour has gone or two hours has gone and they're just having fun and being in the moment. And I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Amazing. But uh, yeah, and going back to um, also something very important, I think, about dancing is it connects people from different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. different countries, different everything. So um, a lot of uh, students come from the UK, obviously, because we are based in London. Yeah. But we have the students from South America, students from France, from all parts of Europe. And the students, some of them, they are teachers. Some of them, uh, they are uh, doctors. Others are, uh, I don't know, I'm just thinking, you know, on top of my head. But yeah. uh, from really all sorts of backgrounds. And that's really fun because you wouldn't, meet these people in your day-to-day otherwise so 
it, it's a nice opportunity to meet people that you wouldn't otherwise meet. No, absolutely. And it's just amazing that now in 2020, we have such great technology that we can connect in these ways. And I guess like maybe five or 10 years ago, we would never have imagined to be able to do something like this on this scale. So yeah, the changes are are definitely great um, in terms of the progression in, in society and with technology. So I guess, yeah. Do you use Zoom? Is, is that what you guys are, are using to as a platform? Yeah, we, we use Zoom at the moment. And yeah. um, we obviously, uh, we have some courses on Zoom. So then we load the videos onto YouTube for the students to keep practicing. So we've got a lot of uh, tools that we can use to, to improve the students' experience. Yeah. So um, in terms of the groups, because I know there's beginner and then there must be like an intermediate and an advanced. Do the groups ever get to mix? Do you ever like have one session with everybody or, or do you keep it like within within the, um, the groups, the different groups? So uh, online, we've obviously had to uh, dedicate, you know, a session per group. But when we are meeting live, we like to mix everyone because I think it's nice to meet people from different levels and mix together. Uh, people are really chilled and they don't really take themselves too seriously. So mm-hmm. someone at dance could take, um, uh, to, to, could take a beginner student to dance and there's no problem. It's not about the dancing. It's more about the passion and the fun. Yeah. So it's not, uh, yeah, it's very easy to meet. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, sorry, was you going to say something? No, I say meet and mix as well. Mixing is very important. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially, I guess, at the beginning of lockdown as well, when people were, were very isolated. Now we have a little bit more freedom, but at the same time, um, I guess people could still feel isolated, for example, if they might have a health condition um, which prohibits them to kind of leave or socialise. So, yeah, definitely. And I guess at the beginning and maybe even now people may be feeling quite tense within their relationships since lockdown and do you think that salsa can bring a sense of connection and intimacy back into a relationship uh, I guess it depends because if one person is a good dancer and the other one isn't maybe not <laughs> I would say that probably it would uh be the opposite it would create intimacy not in a relationship but for people who are not intimate okay and it was from a connection on a dance floor and then maybe evolving a relationship but it's more in that direction yeah yeah um so what do you think about the salsa industry in general do you think there's any room for improvement or or from when you first started has there been any big changes I mean, every industry, I guess, is always evolving and there's always new influences from abroad. There's loads of different types of Latin dancing. So there's also bachata and, um, you know, kizomba at the moment and all these styles Mm. influence each other. And we've got, uh, because we've got social media, we've got an international platform. And so you can see what people do outside of the UK and you can compare and there's also a lot of different events that happen all the time. Everything is stopped now, but, uh, you know, you've got an amazing festival in Croatia every year where you have uh, thousands of dancers coming from all parts of the world and they're getting together for a whole week. Uh, actually, it's two weeks at festival, two weeks long, and people just go there on holiday and party for two weeks. It's a really amazing. good 
it's a really good fun th- yeah a good thing to do especially when you're single I would say <laughs> because <laughs> kind of activities that you can enjoy um you know just meet a lot of really friendly people and and you know keep busy because I know sometimes when you are single you have less you know um you have a lot more free time than when you are in a relationship so I think for single people it's amazing because it, it kind of really fills your schedule really quickly yeah. with loads of different uh you know events to attend so just for our listeners what is that event called again just in case anybody's uh, listening and interested <laughs> so this one is the croatia salsa festival so I ah, think it's okay cssf or css but uh, and then there's another one called summer central days uh but the, those festivals happen all around the world so yeah. if you just go online salsa festival you'll have a lot loads of festivals that will come up on youtube or sorry on them facebook or instagram okay that sounds amazing and i guess even for couples if you're not single you may want to go with your partner and just have a great time as well so yeah yeah i mean it depends what you're looking for if you i guess it depends of your you know of your age group but if you're uh i would say you know young and outgoing then probably this would be something great for you to do mm-hmm. or you could other friends as well uh, i think that usually what people do is they go with big groups of friends so um they really enjoy themselves so i would say it's probably not a romantic getaway yeah. if you want to your partner yes of course you can do it i think it's more on on, on the fun side of activities this is yeah. all. Okay. Um, so you've danced for quite a long time. How many yeah. years now have you been dancing? 20. Wow. Okay. Is there any other dance styles or practices that you would be interested in learning? I think I've always said to myself I'd keep tango for a bit later on in my life. Okay. Why, why tango? <laughs> tango fan is just, um, I think... Uh, it takes a long time to to learn a new mm. dance and masterize it and it's very different from salsa so I think um going back to zero would take a lot of time to learn and to 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 give to, to put the effort and the time in yeah I just see tango as such a romantic um style of dance as well so it's very passionate isn't it it's beautiful to watch it is it is that's something I'd love to do after lockdown as well is is watch some some live dance in person which would be yeah, amazing I think for me with tango, I really am passionate about music. And I think Mm. this is anyone that wants to do something new, you need to have some kind of either interest or maybe passion. And then you don't see it as putting the effort or the hours in if you want to practice. You will always, uh, I mean, a lot of people always ask me, how long does it take to learn salsa? And I say to them, it doesn't depend on your skills. It depends on your motivation. Mm. Someone motivated will always put the effort uh all the you know all the time all the effort uh, that they need and they will work hard whereas someone who is skilled but not that interested will just not show that much interest and they will not put it as a priority in the schedules so it's all about motivation and passion i would say yeah I guess it's the same for a lot of things as well like fitness for example you know people can say I want to do this you know I want abs or I I want to get fit but it's not a quick fix it it takes quite a long time 
Um, and it's just dedication and motivation. And also you have to enjoy it. So it's good to like, in, I think it was the second or third episode I was talking to Ridge about fitness and he was saying, you know, just pick something that you enjoy firstly, so that you will actually stick to it. Because if it's something that you, you know, you don't enjoy very much, then you're just going to give up, you know, you're not, it's not going to be sustainable. But if it's something that you really enjoy, you would just want to stick to stick to it and yeah and it will be fun and it's just a great way to stay motivated and reach your goals whatever they are definitely yeah so now moving on to my favorite section it's about your beautiful cat Luna (laughs) and I love Luna she's adorable um so can you tell us a little bit more about your journey together so Luna is almost two, as I said, so we haven't been together that long, but um, it's been a really tough journey, as you know, uh, let me tell everyone else. But yeah. uh, when I got Luna, I think she was um, she was uh, underage, she was not actually eight weeks or 12 weeks dead, she basically was younger than she should have been, and so... Um, she was uh, underweight and she was uh, not eating properly. She had, she was really ill and um, it was really hard for me because I, I didn't really expect, you know, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. It was a bit complicated at first. And then we really, you know, became close and she was super cute. So she's very friendly and she used to be very cuddly, but uh, as she gets older, she, she, she is less and less cuddly to my uh, sorrow. But anyway, what can I do? <laughs> just her personality and so uh when she was a few months old I could see that she was panting a lot and I thought it was cute at first and then I researched a bit on on the internet and I realized that panting for a cat was not a good thing and so I took her to the vet and they were like oh don't worry because her lungs are still you know developing because she's still a kitten and uh it's fine but that happened for maybe three or four months old and up to six months old, the vet kept telling me it was fine. And then suddenly a vet tells me she's got a heart disease. And I was wow. like, what, what, excuse me, what? Yeah. And so it was really stressful. I had to take her to loads of different uh, specialists, um, even outside of London. And uh, it was really hot uh, because it was summer last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was 35 degrees. I have no air con in my car. And she was panting and getting uh, anxiety attacks. Oh, my so goodness. Sad. And in the end, it was nothing. It was just asthma, as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I think spent more than five thousand pounds of vet fees to find out it was just asthma. That was just to get diagnosed. So it was a a massive, you know, uh, trauma for me and for her. And uh, because obviously I couldn't explain to her what what was happening. And in the end, nothing was happening. So I thought it was really ridiculous to have to get her through all these tests just to discover that she had asthma. But uh, I was really happy with the diagnosis. Uh, Asthma is not a life-threatening condition. So since then, everything is back to normal. She's taking her inhalers, as you know, daily. And it's a really cute thing. It's a big, um, you know, chamber and... And this is uh, her routine, but she's she's fine with it. She's she likes to get on with it, and she's um, a really happy cat. So it's all good. Yeah, I think that feline asthma is something that isn't very heard of. I would say. I mean, I only know one other cat, um, and that's a cat on Instagram. I'm not sure if they are in the UK. They, I think they might be in America actually, um, but. 
yeah, I've only heard of one other cat with feline asthma. So maybe that's something that needs to be improved within, you know, the the veterinary society of, of, of educating themselves on feline asthma and, and, and the cats can actually have asthma because if it took that long and that many tests, you know, that sounds like maybe they may not have really known what to do themselves. Yeah, it was really hard because I could see her losing interest in life. I mean, at first she was just panting and then she stopped playing altogether because mm-hmm. playing meant bending and then she stopped walking. So she was always like walking two or three steps and then throwing herself on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was not even a year old. So I was just like, this is not normal. And the vets were like, oh, don't worry about it. So it was very stressful. But I mean, now everything's fine. She's on in- inhaler and I've even reduced the dosage at the moment. I'm only giving half of the dosage and she's fine with it. So. Oh, that's good. that's really good news so that's all good and so yeah personality wise Luna is super playful she loves (laughs) to play um she her favorite game is to play hide and seek with my (laughs) she hides everywhere and I have to find her and then you know I need to run away and she runs after me so it's quite cute and uh what else does she like she loves um just made her a cardboard house with like lots of little holes and you know for her to jump in and out and play with it and yeah she's uh I think she's gonna be a forever kitten honestly in my eyes she loves to play so much but she's um she loves her her, her nap her nap times also right now she's sleeping oh yeah she is super playful I think she she comes alive at night really that's her favorite time to play maybe well from when I looked after her I kind of remember her being super playful in the evenings um and at first when you told me she played hide and seek with you I thought you were joking but then when you actually showed me I was so impressed I've never known any cat in my life that plays hide and seek but it's hilarious and it's just yeah she's so unique like she's not like any other cat I think I've ever met (laughs) so I wish she was a bit cuddlier I mean I remember when I was a kid I had cats at home and I used to always come on our laps and you know and do the usual thing you know cuddle the owner and I really don't see that happening anytime soon she's just independent isn't she she's like an independent little lady she'll just do whatever she likes which is good that's her own little personality and there's another quirk about her she loves to kiss so you've noticed that right when you get close to her yeah she she just waits for you to give her a little kiss on the on her mouth so that's really cute Aww, yeah she's sorry some people might be going ew not a kiss <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute i promise you it's really cute Aww, bless and yeah cats love cardboard boxes as well so i can imagine she's having such fun right now and she's probably had fun with having you around a lot more since the lockdown as well so I yeah imagine. I think a lot of cats have been really happy they're going to be really sad when the owners go back to yeah yeah definitely well that's what we can, that's what it is right so we'll do our best exactly so we know that cats are are so great for our health and well-being. And how has Luna contributed to your well-being and life? So I think it's just been nice, you know, to to be responsible for her, 
and to um i mean nice and not so nice because sometimes it it kind of binds you to the house doesn't it right now i'm trying to to go away to 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 see my mom and i'm looking you know to to find when it yeah. is a time for her because obviously it's been amazing to have you and to to be able to get that extra flexibility uh you know since um getting you but i think for the well-being and um The most important thing I think with Luna has been to just, you know, um, sit down and maybe play, like switch on the TV, the television, and then she comes and she never sits on me on my laps, but she always sits next to me. So if I go to the shower, she follows me to the shower. Mm-hmm. If I go to the bathroom, she follows me to the bathroom. If I go to the bedroom, she follows me to the bedroom. Yeah. Whatever. Will follow me there, and um, sometimes I try not to wake her up, so I'm walking on my toes. And you know, some people might think it's stupid because it's just a cat, but for me, she's as important as another person in the room. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to make her happy. And you know, in the morning, I get up sometimes just to feed her, just because I know that you know that's what needs to be done. So I think, yeah, she's taking a big place in my house, in my in my life. Yeah. I think there's this misconception about cats that people think, oh, because they're so independent that they can kind of just be left by themselves or or not need much. But they need, they love being around people. They need people as well as we need them. So, yeah, I think it's great that you have each other. And, yeah, it's, it's almost like having a child. Like you said, it's that responsibility of not being able to kind of just leave her. But that's how it really should be, you know, because cats do depend on us for a lot of things but they also just love human company as well especially their owner and they're a creature of habit so it's good for them I guess to be around somebody that they know and not many people so I know that's why you know it's good that I live so local to you as well because Luna you know knows me and she can kind of have that bond with me because she's met me quite a few times um but it, yeah it definitely makes a difference when um you have people around who who you're constantly kind of around your cats I think it strengthens relationships within cats as well and she might not sit on your lap but the fact that she follows you around everywhere that's just love so she clearly loves you a lot um is there any advice or tips that you could give to other cat owners or anyone that's thinking about getting a cat Well, so like you've just said, if people are thinking of getting a cat, they need to know that cats are not independent. They need yeah. a lot of care. And I mean, for me, the fact that Luna has got asthma, and I'm not saying every cat has asthma, but I'm just saying this is not something I thought, you know, would happen. And um, I thought, well, if I want to go away for a weekend, I can always leave a bit of food and, you know, she'll help herself. And in the end, she doesn't like dry food, so I have to feed her wet food. So I've had to find loads of feeders automatic feeders online for wet food and mm-hmm. and then she, she says she started having asthma attacks so I was like okay so she needs to be fed wet food all the time and she needs to, to get an inhaler all the time so mm-hmm. twice a day so basically I realized that you know my life has to I need to organize my schedule around hers a lot and um, if I don't then I, I need to obviously you know have you on board or other people but I cannot be as spontaneous as before so I think it's important for people thinking to get a cat is to think okay this is something that I'm taking seriously and this is not just you know a fun decision or something that happens on the spur of a moment it's something that uh, people need to to take uh, you know a lot of uh, 
things into consideration. For example, I, I wanted to get a cat that was hypoallergenic because I thought I might be allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a bit of research and I found out that Siberian cats were hypoallergenic cats. So I got a Siberian cat for that purpose. And yes, I'm not allergic to cats, but the problem with Siberian cats is that they are super fluffy. And right now it's summertime and she's really suffering with the heat. And I think sometimes, you know, it's not the best to think about what we want, but maybe about what the cat needs. And so in her case, uh, I've been trying to trim her hair and, you know, so she doesn't suffer from the heat so much. But she, I remember my cats when I was a kid, they used to always uh, lounge in the sun and they used to love the heat. But Luna, being a Siberian, hates the heat. And mm. it's strange for me because I've never had that experience before. So I think it's about really trying to understand your cat because they are not a human being, but a cat being and they need to be yeah. happy. And another thing is probably, I guess, you need to have the space because I live in a in a in a in a flat. It's not the biggest flat, but it's not that small either. But I feel that sometimes she needs more space to play, and I've got a little balcony that she uses, so she loves to be outdoors. And um, she she won't escape from it. But I think I, I used to be scared at first that she would, but she doesn't in the end. And um, I think she loves being outside and seeing the birds and watching the people walk past. And I think cats like stimulation. And sometimes when they live in a flat, it's really hard for them to get that stimulation. So I think that's important. And to finish on that topic, I, t- I take her on holiday a lot. So my mom has a big house in the countryside. So we just spent the whole month of uh, June during COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. We went to France for a month and she loved being outdoors. She loved being in a space. And she was a bit depressed when we got back to my little flat because I think she was just probably, if you think about it, when you say that, you know, uh, cats are, you multiply by seven for their age. Mm-hmm. Well, if we spent a month in France, there's seven months in her time. So probably she thought that was a new house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for poor Luna. But anyway, she's back home. She's happy now. She settled back in. And um, I think, yeah, I think that's the most important thing for cats is just to really think what is it that the cat needs rather than what do I want. 100%. There's a lot of factors to think about before you get a cat. It's not just a spontaneous decision. It's something that you need to think long and hard about and really assess the needs of the cat and and your situation and if you're able to cope. Because I think a lot of people get a cat assuming, like we said, that they're independent, that they just need to feed them, etc. But there's so much more. And if you your cat ends up having a disability or an illness and you need to take care of that, then that's something else that you need to factor in as well my cat personally also has kidney troubles so we give him medication every day in his food um so we need to to buy new medication every time it runs out so that's something as well and we go to the vets quite a lot for checkups so that's something that you know cat owners or people thinking about getting cats need to factor in as well so you may need to to visit a vet multiple times um, for your cat's health or needs and you may need to buy other things you may need to invest in certain things for your cat so it's it's a huge responsibility I would say you should see it as perhaps even the same as a child you know that kind of level of of responsibility because even for me cat sitting and traveling around to different houses 
all cats are so different. Like, you know, Luna is different. The cat that I'm currently looking after is different. My cat is different. And I have to remember all these different things and kind of keep tally or, or document each cat's needs that I remember. And um, it's so important to, it's so important to remember those things and those little quirks about cats. I don't actually have to write everything down because my memory is quite good. So I remember different things about different cats and their needs. But it's a huge responsibility. So if it's a huge responsibility for cat owners, it's definitely a huge responsibility for me as well to to make sure that I'm actually, you know, doing a good job. So, yeah. yeah. Um, So what is your favourite moment or memory with Luna? I mean, the fact that you can take her to your mum's house and, and there's a garden just sounds fantastic and I'm sure she's in her element but is there any um favorite moment or memory that you have with her no I think because we spend a lot of time together I think all the moments are nice apart from when she scratches my face but oh no the, are my favorite moments so all of them all of them oh and why because you travel quite often and I know um one of my clients referred you to, to use um, Chatty Cat's Care. Um, why did you decide to get a cat sitter rather than using a cattery? I mean, this is quite an obvious answer. I think uh, everyone who has a cat knows that cats like to stay in their elements. I mean, I did push it when I decided to take her on holiday, but I thought because she's only two years old, that's right to develop the habit from her very young age. Um, So she doesn't see it as something, you know, that she doesn't like, but as something normal. But usually when, um, you know, people go away, um, it's best for the cat to stay in their environment. And and I think, you know, because you had so many good recommendations, it was really easy uh, to trust. And I think for me personally, um, I want my most important thing is the you know the happiness of my cat and I think in catteries um, maybe for dogs it's a different thing mm. but they like their independence they like the space they like their home so obviously a cattery won't provide that yeah no absolutely and also um, there are a lot of cats in one space so I guess that could also be quite traumatizing if a cat is used to being the only cat in the house for example exactly yeah so you like I've said you have a fantastic bond with Luna are there any plans ahead for any more adventures together well I might take her to France again but I don't yeah. know how she behaves if she behaves. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking sure I, I'm not sure because it's summer and it's hard to take her away at the moment yeah um, because I need to get uh, my air conditioning fixed so she will be able then to enjoy she likes cold right so and because of her asthma I wouldn't want to put her through you know a hot car uh, to travel but um I think just enjoy every moment together and enjoy each other's company is enough for us yeah no definitely also my cat is has black fur and is also very very fluffy he has long fur have you tried the cooling mats that you can get from I think they sell them on Amazon yeah yeah, yeah, no, she doesn't really. Oh, okay. They're around the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Around the house. She doesn't really go to them. But I think maybe if she feels a need, to be honest, I do look after her really well. So if I feel that she's hot, I'm going to make sure that she, you know, um, is cooled down. 
<laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, and thank you so much for that. That was a really interesting conversation about Cali Swing and, of course, about Luna. Um, if people want to get in touch or follow along with your work, how can they find you? Uh, well, basically on um, on Cali Swing for like, all the salsa activities, we have a website. So it's www.caliswing. So C-A-L-I swing, uh, it's S-W-I-N-G dot co, sorry, excuse me, let me repeat this, uh, com. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And yeah, so people can just go onto the website and find out about any lessons that they might want to join in or where everything is on the website so at the moment we have uh the online classes everything is there we've got links to our even bright events and um if people need to contact us we've got an email address there so they can uh, reach out via this email address and then we can you know keep chatting on this of course and if people want to see um a photo of the gorgeous luna we have a few photos of her on our chatty cats um, chatty cats care page on instagram or facebook and she's super cute and super playful so yeah (laughs) another cat i'm not sure if you've heard of um of uh i can't actually remember his name it's uh old kitty uh but what's Real name. Have you not heard of him, Michelle? No. Oh my God, you need to go on Instagram right now. What's it uh, called? Owl Kitty. So O W L Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. And um, basically, Owl Kitty. Yeah. Do you know I feel him? Like, I feel like it rings a bell, but no, tell me. Okay, so basically, he's owner. So the both owners are French, but they live in the States. Yeah. And um, the, the owner is a special, um, you know, special uh, visual effects. A person and so yeah. he keeps seeing the cat in different movies yeah hilarious oh. because he makes him like acting pulp fiction or in dirty oh. them <laughs> it's really a really fun page i recommend everyone to go and check it out okay and, and basically uh my luna is exactly the same and this cat is a big black furry cat uh, oh really very nice and so uh, he makes us a really funny quirky noises and Luna makes the same noises it's a bit like purring like and so (laughs) basically you will find out that there's a very similarity I mean I'm sure one who who's got a big black furry cat will think the same but um go and check him out I will so owl kitty everybody look out for owl Owl kitty online (laughs) anyway thank you so much for having me I hope that you're welcome I hope that some um people listening to this pod will uh you know find uh, the conversation we had interesting and yeah uh, thank you for having me and uh, yeah no thank up. you thank you so much so that was a great episode with sabine who told us all about her salsa dancing company cali swing we spoke about the benefits of dancing not only is it a great way to keep fit but it's also a great way to meet people and learn a new skill but also combat loneliness. She spoke about her darling Siberian cat, Luna, and feline asthma, which is a topic that isn't really spoken about often. We also love looking after Luna at Chatty Cat's Care. If you would like to book cat sitting for your cat, 
or are interested in becoming one of our sitters, do feel free to get in touch with us on our website www.chattycatscare.co.uk. Thank you again for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review our podcast.